you call it podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It podcast. I'm your host, TB. I'm going to point it out because I'm paranoid. My eyes, I've not been hanging out with Matt Riddle or Rob Van Dam. Eye infection, it's the truth. Believe me, if you want, it's up to you. Comment below if you don't. Anyway, today's guest is a pro wrestler, a boat captain, snack lover, your friendly neighbourhood, goofball. Please give her up for the captain of Seven Seas, Vicky Dreamboat. I'm going to be asking about that, oh. by the way, later on. But how are you today? I'm so good. I, man, I love that intro. Thank you. If somebody's reading my bios. It feels really good. No <laughs> it feels good to know I didn't write it all in vain. <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, can't complain. Um, halfway in the week, so two more days, then I'm off for the weekend. So it's always that. Yeah. And man. I'm talking to you, so it's all good. And I haven't done a podcast for a while, so this should be quite fun. Uh, before we do discuss the wrestling, uh, so I forgot to say ahoy hoy, by the way. forgot to say that. I know, right? You can tell I've not been in many boats. Uh, before I talk about the wrestling, I want to take a detour and I want to chat about your comedy as you yeah. lead a double life and actually do comedy, improv comedy. Um, yes. I want to know, how did you get into comedy? And do you have like any favorite comedians as well? Oh, that's a good question. I do. I do. And I might get canceled for some of my favorite comedians, but that's okay. Um, so first of all, first first start I grew up doing theater I actually grew up um performing with my mom who was a musician so I grew up on tour singing with her on stage so I pretty much live literally grew up on stage um so it was kind of a natural progression my uh, my fiance actually owns an improv comedy club in Seattle and then he owns one here where I live in Jacksonville Florida and I kind of help him run and manage parts of that oh. um so we met on a an improvised wrestling themed wrestling show called Glimmer which is like a playoff glow and I started doing, I started doing improv like 2020, 2019, 2020, which was a terrible time for just starting to do things that required being in large And the world of goes to shit. Yeah. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, it was absolute <laughs> shit. Um, but uh, I, I started because it felt like um, I was kind of sick of doing drama and doing dramatic plays. I was doing professional acting and on-screen stuff. And it was really cool. Like I was fortunate enough to book a national commercial, fortunate enough to have all these opportunities, but it wasn't feeding my soul. Mm -hmm. um, and laughter was feeding my soul. Uh, so I decided to kind of try improv and see where, where that door led and it, it ended up working out well and it led me here. So that's a long, that's a very long answer to your question. No, no, it's cool. I, I want to hear. I was like, go as detailed as you can. I'm all for it. Okay, cool. And with the acting, uh, sorry, the improv comedy, um, for those that might not be aware of it, I think some might be aware about sort of your standard comedy, but what does improv comedy, what's that entail? Oh yeah, good for question. someone that's very not necessarily question, so. aware. Yeah, so whereas um, you have stand-up comedians who have kind of pre-planned, you know, all of their jokes, they've pre-written it, they've mm -hmm. jammed it, they've worked it out, uh, improv is made up entirely on the spot. So it's kind of like Wild and Out or Whose Line Is It Anyway, those shows, if you'd remember those. Um, we have, it's, it's formulaic in the sense when you do short form improv where you're like, okay, we know that we're going to play these games and, you know, whatever group you're with, we've played these games before. So we have an idea of how we're going to introduce the game. But then after that, you get suggestions from the audience. And when you get suggestions from the audience, that influences your entire scene and how you play the game. So we play, for example, we play a game that kind of bridges the gap between stand-up and improv called 185. Yeah. Um, and it's a pun, it's a pun game. So it's like the classic 185 blanks walk into a bar. Bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. We can't serve 185 blanks. And the blanks reply punchline, right? So um, 
we would get a suggestion like penguin and say 185 penguins walk into a bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. We can't serve 185 penguins. And the penguins go, oh no, waddle, we do. Right? <laughs> I had time to think about that one though. So please don't give me any suggestions. I haven't woken up. No, no, that's anything. cool. It just reminds me of that scene in uh, Ted, I think it's the second one. And like they're doing an improv comedy scene and they keep like, they're like, 9-11, Bill Cosby. So like what yeah. you just said sort of kind of, you know, brings back that scene. And we focus, so we have two shows we do. We do a show that's for everybody, which is family friendly. Everybody's like, oh, boo, fuck that. And it's like, no, yeah. no, it's actually quite a good show because kids come up with these like clever, wonderful things. But then we do a dirty show as well, where we would we would probably take that suggestion and do something horrendous, frankly, like do something completely not politically correct. <laughs> it, it, you can say, but if you if you feel not that you don't want to, no problem. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um. It's, it's tricky when you're doing like a more kind of all ages or family friendly comedy because you do get those guys who are like, dicks, dicks. And you're like, thank you. There's a three-year-old in the front row. Thank you so much. I did not, didn't hear that. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear it at all. I, I can't say that wouldn't be me, by the way, if I was to attend one of those improv comedies. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be polite. You're like, that three-year-old has one. It's fine. <laughs> It's like kindergarten cop, it? Boy, boys have penis, girls have vaginas. I love that scene, Arnold. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> I bet there's people out there like right now going to be watching this and not seeing that film. If you haven't, go watch it. It's fucking brilliant. They're going to be so confused. They're going to be like, what are these people What, what, what are they talking right about? <laughs> Just all I've heard is improv comedy, 9-11, penguins and penis. So, yeah. um, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad I got to speak about that because I find that kind of interesting as well. Uh, not to sound a comedian. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people laugh at me, not with me. Uh, fair, so, fair, yeah. fair, fair. But I'll take that as well. Uh, I want to go into the wrestling, how I know you. What was your yeah. first memory of wrestling growing up? That's a really... So... I, um, I have kind of the, the anti-story of what a lot of people have. I didn't watch wrestling growing up at all. Didn't know anything about it. Had no idea. And that's not to say I wouldn't have been into it. I just wasn't mm -hmm. exposed to it. Um, I started watching wrestling like three or four years ago. So wow. I'm like fresh, freshy, fresh. The, the very first match that I ever saw, and I've, I've watched this match a million times and I learned something different every single time, was Undertaker versus Mankind Hell in a Cell. That was the very first wrestling match I ever saw. And three, I, four years I ago as well. Not when it happened. That's mental. Not when it happened. Oh no. No. No, no, I but didn't what I mean it's like three, four years ago. That's Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm crazy. Cause I saw it and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> right? I was like, that guy just fucked himself up so bad. His tooth looks like it's coming out of his nose. I wanna try that. That sounds fun um so I saw that match uh and that was that kind of ignited the love and so the very first like pay-per-view that I ever watched was the Royal Rumble in 2019 the very first time I like sat down and yeah. went I'm gonna watch I was just trying yeah. to remember like that yeah the nerd came at me then so <laughs> for sure for sure um so that would be I mean that is my earliest memory of wrestling and that's not to say I wasn't familiar with the wrestlers that everybody knew mm. at that time I just didn't I didn't grow up watching it um and so a lot of people actually a lot of wrestlers that I know well uh give me a lot of shit for it because they're like you're not even a real wrestling fan and i'm like i'm just trying to squeeze in the 25 years you had but it means you probably have fan. to work harder i mean i'll get to your training in a minute but in some ways you have to learn it quicker and you know yeah. absorb as much information as you can in a short period of time and they've learned it 20 30 years ago Especially, that's exactly right. Especially the the rest, the wrestling, the wrestlers who are really smart wrestling fans who mm -hmm. know every single move under the book, who have seen every single pay per view since the beginning of time, who could tell you all the stats and their wrestlers, and they're yeah. like, 
you don't even know who that is? I'm like, no, fucking tell me. Like, why are you, why are you making this a thing? Aren't you, shouldn't you be excited to share this with somebody? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. So that's my first memory. First I think I've only had one match. other guest. And I think, uh, you know her, you've teamed up with her, Kat Spencer. She, oh, yeah. she only got into it uh, about five, six years ago, I believe. A bit, yeah. No, it's not that long either. So it's quite cool. I think it's good to hear people's time frame being different as opposed to, first I remember, not the bottle. It was, you know, it was WrestleMania three or whatever, you know, not my swing totally. set. So it's just interesting. Um, set. <laughs> In diapers, walking around. <laughs> I love Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be my favorite now especially after his comments i don't think it's a fan of me and my people but yeah um <laughs> it's rough. It's rough a, it's rusty. i know brother uh is there, if there's one match then that you have basically gone back and watched that you kind of wish that you'd been there in attendance i think no, i know the answer actually would it have been the hell in a cell match actually it wouldn't be? have oh really it wouldn't have i i do wish i had been there and that's on the list and I, mm-hmm. this changes day by day but my um Right now, like the one that tears at my heartstrings, just having fallen into wrestling and like learning more and more is um, HBK versus Ric Flair. That's right, 24. That one, if I had been, I don't even care if I was in the cheapest seats. Like if Mm -hmm. I had just been there to feel the energy for that, because I go back and watch it and it's the same as any other match, right? It's like you learn something new, you see all these new things, but that Mm -hmm. one just kills me. That's the end of this. I'm sorry. I love you. Boom. Switch music. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you, because you know, there's that, there's that, um, that authenticity in mm-hmm. there. And when you get those moments that are like, and you know, real, whatever, right. But you get those moments that are very much like he actually mm. meant. And just at the end where he goes to hug his family and he's. Stop. I can't. It's so much. Yeah. Then he ruined Fair, it yeah. by going to TNA two years later, wrestling his hands. Hey, <laughs> Lethal. Sorry, the, that was the fanboy. That's me, the Twitter coming up. Like, mm. oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's it. That's but the what match is for. <laughs> incredible. It's it, it, like yeah. again, if there is a listener out there that hasn't seen it, go and watch it. Network, YouTube, however you watch wrestling. But yeah, I mean, do it the right way if you can. Um, <laughs> but no, that's 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 awesome. That is, I mean, that match is brilliant. But when did you? Okay, this, might, this answer might be different. Okay, so yeah, I got into wrestling three, four years ago. So when did you decide that you want to become a wrestler? What was there a moment or someone an in you know, an interaction with someone? Yeah, I've so I've answered this question and told the story a couple times and mm-hmm. in a couple different ways because as I think about it more and more it changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did not formally start training until October of 2021. So just this most recent October at the Nightmare Factory. That was the first formal training I ever had. Now back in 2020 um, for that improv, improv comedy wrestling show, I went to one wrestling class with my uh, now fiance, then guy I liked. Um, and met another friend who, I don't know if you know, um, Coop, uh, Dean Cooper, the ultimate guy, but he was at the class. So that. in, you might, yeah, you'll probably run across him, but he, um, mm-hmm. this is a long story. I'm going to get to it. I promise. I'm no, go for it. Honestly, take time. <laughs> pandemic, pandemic happened. He and my fiance, um, Alexi, Alex were really good friends. So this, this motherfucker bought a wrestling ring and put it in his backyard. So in July of 2020, I stepped foot in that ring. I learned to roll. I learned to bump. And then I did not wrestle for like a year and a half. That was it. I had a couple of like matches um, mm-hmm. on there's SOS pro wrestling is I know there's an SOS wrestling in England. There's there's, SOS there's pro a, yeah. If there's a channel. It's got a lot of your content on it. I've seen it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they do live shows now, but they were a web series. And so mm-hmm. they would literally be like, Hey, uh, Vicky, learn this move. And I'd be like, okay. They'd be like, okay, you can take that. Great. Uh, roll camera. Let's go. And I'd be like, what? I didn't know anything about psychology. I didn't know any, I was not formally trained. I was just fortunate in the right place at the right time. So in some ways, like I kind of decided to start then, but I didn't really commit to it. Mm-hmm. I would say that, um, in September of, or probably like August of 2021, I, was thinking I was kind of took a step back and looked at my life and was I had moved to Florida at this point in time and I was feeling really directionless I was feeling very much like I have all these I have my foot in all of these doors but nothing is lighting my fire right um nothing is really driving me um the way that I want to be driven and so I talked to my fiance and several of my friends and I was like fuck it I'm signing up the nightmare factory we're gonna do it we're gonna do an ex-camp um so I would say it was less than a year ago that I really decided to go full bore it's May now yeah, it's super, super wild. It's, it's especially wild. considering it's, though. it's not, it's not your standard. Like, oh, I watched, you know, Hogan slam Andre and I knew that moment I'm going to be wrestler. And then I, you know, my parents signed me up for this class and it's different. And I like that, but because they yeah. like, you know, you, you, you respect the business enough, especially to sign up to Nightmare Factory, which is an elite wrestling school. And I've been honored to speak to some of the candidates and people who have participated in it, you know, um, TSF, shout out to them. Um, Cat Spencer as well and yourself as well and I mean I want to hear the experience of you being at the Nightmare Factory I mean what's your first impression of seeing it in person? Um, I was I was overwhelmed but Mm -hmm. I have to preface that by saying I get overwhelmed easily because I get very excited uh, (laughs) and then I get all in my head so I don't know if it's a me problem or what it is it is an incredible facility there are four Mm. wrestling rings there's four rings it's like Disney four times amazing (laughs) Like you walk in there. <laughs> I'm sure like, QT says it on the first day. It's like Disney guys, just jump around. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I'll ask him to put it on the website. <laughs> like go walking to Disney. Um, but you walk in and it's just like the the first day that I walked in, uh, Cody was training some of the other folks from Coach Cody was training some of the other folks from AW, and I don't want to say names or whatever. But I just walked in and I was like, oh, I'm I'm here. It's fucking happening. Um, it's a really gorgeous facility. It's in the Chip Smith Performance Center. They're kind of, they work together. So like when you do the camp, you do the workouts there and then mm-hmm. you just walk into the other room and there's four wrestling rings. Um, but overall, yeah, first impression was like overwhelmed and uh, impressed by the glory. <laughs> Who were some of the coaches there at the time that you were there? Because I know it might have changed over the, over the years, but who were some of the coaches that you sort of leaned to in terms of advice and, you know, skills? So my four coaches... Coach Cody Rhodes, Coach QT Marshall, Coach Glacier, yes. Glacier Ray Lloyd. I'm sorry, yes, fan, I love, sorry. I love the man. I love him so much. Um, and then Coach Luke Sampson. Uh, so Luke Sampson, if you're not familiar, he's been on Dark a whole bunch, but he has kind of like become Coach QT's right-hand man and mm-hmm. co-trainer. Um, he trained under him for five years before he started coaching. So he's he's crazy good. Luke Sampson is really, really good. It's it's unnerving to watch somebody be that good at wrestling, like just yeah. in close proximity. So I would say that those are my my coaches that I really look up to the most. Um, I was fortunate enough to develop more of a kind of one on one or like um, just a closer coaching relationship with Coach Cody. Um, just the way that like the camp shook out at both camps because I ended up doing six months there instead of just the three because I got hurt. Um, so I would say like he has become kind of my inspiration and a cheerleader and idol uh, in a big way. Cody just does seem just like, like just a genuine good guy. Like it just yeah. like on art uh, when the cameras aren't rolling, I've never heard anything bad about him. People have had on there, praise him as well. And I'm happy for all the yeah. success he's had. And QT, I, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if you have or not, there's a documentary from it. It's on Amazon. 
and it basically i think it was just before the nightmare factory and how he i think kind of how he gets it and it's basically yeah. about his career and all like you know what it goes through it's on amazon about qt marshall it's brilliant i recommend it to tsf so if you do get a chance maybe some brandy points as well um but no give it give it a watch it's it's really good it's um Definitely, i thought it's still yeah, on there I... now but i watched it during the pandemic and um i i can't recommend it highly enough I've seen it and I've it's on my watch list. It's been on my watch list for a long time. It was one of those things where I like, I stopped doing research about all of my coaches because I didn't want to get there. And frankly, I didn't want to mark out super hard yeah, or be intimidated by that. <laughs> um, but I do want to watch it. Everybody's been recommending it to me. And I'm, I'm nervous now that QT's going to watch this podcast and be like, hey, Vicky, how come you haven't watched my documentary? But I don't think so. <laughs> she probably won't. So. I want to play your documentary. Coach. Sorry, like... coach. If it comes up, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've recommended a coach, by the way. So just, just find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a hundred percent on me. I'm, I'm, the one. I'm not. That's not me trying to get into the nightmare factory. Like, I honestly, I, that's the reason I sit here and talk to wrestlers and not actually do it. Not for me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what were some of the biggest challenges in terms of your training? Um, I mean, we talked about lots of the advice and coaches and your first impression, but I want to hear about some of the drills and how you felt Ooh, after a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. So. I'm, um, I would not say that I am an athlete, but I have become athletic mm -hmm. and I would not say that I was athletic before October of 2021. I would say that I was like capable of lifting heavy things and running, yeah. but I wasn't coordinated. Um, and it's really, really bad to not be coordinated when you want to wrestle. So none of this came easy to me. I've every single move that you've ever seen me do that I will ever do. It probably took me twice as long to learn because I just don't pick it up as quickly as I'd like. There's some stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, that clicks like high flying stuff and some flippy things. But for the most mm -hmm. part, just the basic things were really hard. So, um, you know, the, the 12 week camp that the nightmare factory does is strictly speaking, a beginner's camp, but people of all levels come. So the first few weeks, you're really learning the fundamentals, right? Uh, just the very basics of wrestling, chain wrestling, rolling, bumping, all of that. And then um, you get a little bit more into it uh, and they do start running drills. Um, Coach Glacier will run drills that he had from the power plant, you know. Um, Some of those drills looked mental. They are. <laughs> they are. If you... If you think like, because now my cardio is really good because I yeah. had I worked on it, but I, when I first got there, it was was not, um, and I was like, yeah, I can do that. I'm athletic, like, or I'm you know a, a athletic adjacent, whatever. And the first drill that I can't, I don't want to say specifically, but just there were there were a lot of shoulder tackles and rolls and drop downs involved, and you would go. It, it felt like two years, but it was like five minutes. But five minutes of one of Coach Glacier's drills was nuts the man I mean obviously this goes without saying the man knows what he's doing but more yeah. than that like he knows how to make good wrestlers and same with all of the coaches too and everybody has their own unique style um which is part of what makes the experience so incredible no, I like to hear that I mean it's just like I hear your positive things about it. I mean I know it's not an easy it's not walking the park that is I mean training itself is never going to be but Nightmare Factory is an elite school I mean for you yeah. to sort of I actually want to talk about the injury that you did suffer. Um, was that during training or was that sort of outside the ring? It was during training. Um, okay. So, so let's see, figure out how much I'm allowed to say about this. Basically, I, I, can, I think I can say this. So I was already scheduled to be on dark in December of last mm -hmm. year. Um, I was fortunate enough, the coaches saw something in me. They wanted to give me a shot. So I was training for that match um, mm -hmm. with one of the coaches and I just went up for a pop-up punch. Uh, you know, the move where... You like jump up and then you get punched out of midair. Oh, like, like sort of similar, like Ronda Rousey's style. I think she does. Same she idea, jumps yeah. on the it's knee one, and then jumps. 
it's one of Coach QT's moves he does a lot where he pops them up and then he punches them while they're oh, pops the opponent so. up and then like, yeah, 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 sorry, yes. the right. yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I was the opponent. Um, and I went up and I, when I landed, I landed sideways. So if this is my foot, I landed my full body weight sideways like this on my left foot. And then my other, my right foot landed on my coach's foot because my just the, it was just one of those freak accidents things. Yeah. Um, so I broke, if this is, if this is a foot, this is called the fifth metatarsal here on your pinky toe. And I sustained what's called a Jones fracture, which is like this teeny tiny little bone right here. Uh, it just cracked wide open. Um, and that night I was like, no, I'm, I'm good to train. I'm good to train. I stand up, I take my shoes off and I fall. Like I cannot walk, um, I which was devastating because A, I already knew that I had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I was out for three, four months and I didn't know how bad it was at that point. Mm. But B, because I had just gotten to a point where I had uh, built a little bit more confidence. This was at the end yeah. of November that I got this injury. And I had only been training for not even 60 days, right? But I was mm -hmm. at the point where my coaches were seeing improvement. I was seeing improvement. I was getting praise from other wrestlers who trained, excuse me, trained at the Nightmare Factory, including signed mm -hmm. AEW talent, just people who were there um, who were seeing me. And then to sustain that injury at that time was so early on as well. Right? Like, that must have frustrated you as well. Like just. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I mean, I the only reason I asked about it is because obviously I saw it in the showcase uh, photo and I've seen it on your, your yes. social media where you did receive the injury as well. So we need to have that. But there is a happy ending to this. So everyone knows. Um, because obviously you would recover, you'd actually um, be on the second Nightmare Factory. No, no, not second. It's the second, uh, sixth one. Um, yeah. You'd have a match. Um, I know it's not been released yet, so you can't say too much about it. Um, but how okay. do you think the performance went? I think it went very well. Um, I think that uh at that time I was put I put so much pressure on myself and I mm -hmm. was so and when you see the the showcase match you'll see this yeah. I was so in my head because it's like you know you're performing in front of your peers and your family and your friends and all these people mm -hmm. um I'm I was pretty hard on myself about it but everybody else that saw it was happy with it and my opponent was very happy with it my coaches were happy with it so it's one of those things of like when I think back oh like okay I can't change the past I don't mm. want to live with any Are you like your own biggest um, cri like critic would you say I'm really, really hard on myself. Big time. <laughs> Big time. It's it's a it's a problem. It's not like it's not cute. It's a it's a real problem. <laughs> um, however, uh, I'm really proud of myself for finishing because at, at when you hurt yourself like that, and especially in that environment mm -hmm. where people are like praising you and you're feeling like you're making progress and doing better, and then to have um, it feel like it's all taken away, right? And I spent three months like I could only do upper body and abs. So I was just like grinding seven days a week, yeah. trying to stay in shape, trying to do all that. And I'm just proud of myself for finishing at this point. Um, and I'm excited for the showcase to come out because it's always one of those things mm. of like, oh, I'm going to judge this much more harshly than anybody else. I mean, and there'll be a big viewing as well. I mean, the, the showcases themselves, yeah. they do really big numbers. And like, it's so professional as well. Really well done. Like, it's like a, like it's a big show. Like I've yeah. seen, I've been to maybe big crowds, but nowhere near set up as that as the Nightmare Factory. It's so good. Really, really Very, cool. very high. Sorry, very high production value. No, no, it's actually Absolutely. Like, really cool. I really like it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. What was the first match that you had uh, after you recovered from injury? It was before the Nightmare Factory showcase, wasn't it? It was. My first my first match back. Oh, let me think about this. I don't know why I'm blanking. My <laughs> first match back was against Danica De La Rouge at SOS Pro Wrestling um, in Seattle, Washington. So I flew back to Seattle cause I, they had booked me for some shows in the fall and obviously I couldn't go mm -hmm. shows in the winter, January. And I started, this is crazy. I started training the first week of May of, sorry, of March. So I got back in the ring, started retraining. And the second week of weekend of March was my first match back. Um, because I'm insane because I'm nuts. I'm frankly, I'm nuts. Uh, but Danica De La Rouge was amazing. She's like one of the best 
best indie mm. women's wrestlers that's that out there. It was a good match, fair. And one thing I've noticed, like the oh, crowd, they, they gravitate. It's on YouTube, but right? they gravitate towards you, the crowd. Um, I think that's why I want to go back to what I said in the beginning. It's, you know, the captain of seven seas. And I've, I've got to ask yeah. about it. And I think it's quite cool. Um, I've got to ask, because what is it about the sea life and the boating that you love so much? Totally. Totally. Well, I'll say two things. Um, the reason that I fell in love with it was because of the place that I was in. So I was living in Alaska at the time and I started working on boats. And I, I ended up becoming like the co-manager of the company. I would run the office and then I'd get on the boat seven days a week, 14 hours a day to do whale watching trips. So I was like in ornithology, natural history, like birds, talking about the area. Seeing That's whales not a gimmick. This is like, this, this is real. This is awesome. Oh, this is 100% this my is a, life. I'm sorry, yeah. the rest and shoot. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's whatever. <laughs> um, it is. It's 100%, 100% correct. That's yeah. Cool. I, so five years in Alaska, got all my time. And then I started running running boats in 2018, 2019, something like that. So I'm a, I'm actually a boat captain. It's kind of like how Britt Baker is actually a dentist. I'm not saying I'm school as Britt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Though. That's yeah, cool. Because I, I heard you say it in the promo as well, and I said, and they've announced it as well. And I think there's a lot of, I think one thing that makes a character really good in wrestling is it's sort of yourself amped up. So that after that you've been, you know, an actual boat captain and being involved in the sea life, that's, that's so cool. Didn't know that. I am. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I've been acting for a long time, uh, but when it comes to wrestling, like I think I, I like authentic authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you have like the craziest, most over the top gimmicky heel, and they're nothing like that, everybody's got something inside of them that makes them want to scream, right? And so if it's like you can find, you can channel that part of yourself, mm-hmm. and then bring it to life in front of an audience, like that's the shit I crave. That's the shit I want to do. If I if I ever turn heel someday, like, ooh, get ready and get serious. You shouldn't at the moment. I think, like, with your character, I mean, I know there's mostly it's you, but, like, what I've seen so far, the crowd do really like you. And, they you do. know, they do, they want to cheer you. It's it's strange. I'm grateful for it. It is. It's, um, I think it's I just feel like you want to be a heel. I feel like you want to, you want them to boo you. <laughs> I think, I think I want to get to the point, um, where I can go either way. Cause right now I'm such a baby face and because I'm still so green, I'm still so new. Like I need to be in that space, yeah. but I like, I, I'm just admire. There's so many heels that I admire so much. But I'm like, I want to do that someday. Mm. Which heels do you admire? Just like curiosity. <laughs> okay. This is crazy. But honestly, like Becky Lynch's heel turn right now is giving oh, me life. Big time Bex, she's brilliant. It's giving me life. I love her. Charlotte Flair. Love the woman. Can't say enough good things. Um, in terms of like old school, uh, when the rock went heel, come on, Hollywood come rock. On. It was great. Come on, that was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy good. Um, uh, thinking about heel, I mean, AEW, MJF, right? Like, and I hate to say it, but Coach QT, like, he's one of the best heels on the he's planet. So underrated, he's so I think. Good. Like, he just like he, he like he, this, he doesn't do that much anymore, but he still always gets booze and some of the biggest booze off the in the show. And that's the thing. I mean, he doesn't, he, he keeps it simple, but everything that, not all the time, he can do some crazy stuff. The man is mm. stupid athletic, but there are times where it's like, he did two things and they hate him. Mm. And the two things he did looked better than anything anybody else did, you know? Like I, not- just, I like his promo work. I really do. doesn't get enough love. Like, I, I like the, the Charlie Sheen sort of jacket shirts he wears from Two and a Half Men. It's brilliant. Yeah. But does he yeah. wear that in the factory, by the way? I mean, can you reveal that? Ah, uh, no. so that's just, that's disappointing me if I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of like whatever you. 
everybody's seen pictures from Nightmare Factory and seen the articles and stuff that are written. So he's he's not. He's actually a very um, yeah. like he's a good person through and through. But oh no, I've, I've heard great things about him. I just I just I was kind of hoping he'd wear those shirts in the factory. Just like, whilst he's doing the chores, that's all you see is that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I uh, I don't know. Maybe it's in the future someday. We'll see. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. That would. Um, we actually have a mutual friend. The violent oh, gentleman, yeah. Miles Blackwell, uh, is yeah. a great guest I've had. Uh, some of the match he makes with now, and also he's never been pinned. He would want me to squeeze that in and make sure the listeners know that. Um, how yeah, have you found um, Continental Championship Wrestling? I know he's part of the roster there, but how have you found it? He is. He is. Um, he. Uh, I really, really like CCW Continental Championship here mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. I've only been training for a couple weeks there, um, but everybody's been very welcoming. I'm the only female. Um, and so people are really nice and careful about like checking in and being when I'm like, you guys, it's rest like it's fine. Um, yeah, but yeah. the, the roster is really cool. Their top guys are their top guys for a reason. They really, really know their shit. Um, and then the head coach there, I don't think he wants me to say because he's got his whole gimmick, but he's no, incredible no. as well. <laughs> um, he who so, shall yeah, have been mentioned is actually a nice person. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't tell anybody I told you, though. Um, but we do. I really like it there. And I haven't debuted yet. I'm actually I'm hoping to debut within the next couple of weeks. But that's also something that I I can't say too much about uh, TCW. But keep your eye on their social media because Vicky Dreamboat should be rolling in pretty quick. And, uh, and I know you do have something big planned up as well. But there's a match I saw. Um, I also saw on YouTube that I do want to mention. It was uh, Triple Threat. Brittany Wonder, yes. Jamie, Senegal. Uh, yes. It was... 5cc i'm trying to remember what it was 5cc wrestling um i know you didn't win fortunately didn't get the didn't you know that might have been a spoiler actually because someone might want to watch that i'm sorry um it's actually a good match though just pretend i didn't say it but how was the experience for you that match in in general was that your first triple threat that was my first match that was Was my debut match i'd had i'd had matches on sos on the web series right yeah 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 Um, but those were it's a little bit different because it was pre-recorded that's your first match with a crowd that was my very first live match ever and those girls those girls took such good care of me. Mm. Jamie and Brittany took such good care of me because I went in there and I was so nervous. I was just like, I don't, I don't know anything. And they were like, okay, what moves do you do? And I was like, these and these and these. And they were like, great, easy, no problem, fine. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I hadn't been trained at that point. That was July of 2021, right? July of 2021, last year. Oh yeah, year. before the nightmare. Fact. Yeah, Jesus. So it's less than a year. Yeah, still less than a year ago, almost a year, I guess. Um, but I... I can't say enough good things about them. And I think that's why 5CC, they, they were very wise in putting mm. me with those two because they knew that they could, worst case scenario, just shit can me and do their own thing. Um, but it went so well. I think that Brittany Wonder in particular was really good about um, recalling and recalling and recalling with me ahead of time. And then Jamie Senegal was so good about calling in the ring mm-hmm. and helping me understand what was happening. And like, they, I can't say enough good things about them. They just did. I, it I was such a cool experience. Cool things in the ring. I'll just be so loud. <laughs> Man, it's hard. I've been working on it, but at training last night, I think I was, I was actually working with, um, uh, uh, I was working with one of the guys there and I called something and on the side, two of the guys were like, we can hear you. You're, you're calling too loud. I was like, we're training. Shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. Oh, I'm just like trying a- to make sure he knows where to go. <laughs> It's like there was it from Botchman. It's like you talk too much. Like, right? Yeah, I can like do. It. I'm, I'm actually deaf one ear, so like, it's, I mean, this is fine. Oh, but yeah. like, if I had to be like, what did you say? What's next? Like, fuck. That's 
that's not that uncommon. One of my very good friends, that uh, uh, Dean Cooper, the ultimate guy, he's deaf in one ear. And then I actually have really bad tinnitus from boats. So uh, like lots of loud noises, time being in engine oh, wow. rooms and stuff. So there's times where I, my hearing is kind of shot and people will call things so quiet and they're like talking through their teeth. So they become ventriloquist <laughs> or whatever. I can't, obviously I can't do it. I'm shit. I'm total shit at it. Um, and I'll be like, what was that? And they'll be like, stop moving your fucking mouth. <laughs> First of all, put your hair over your face. Let me talk to you. Like, okay. All right. All right. My bad. That one's on me. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. It gives me hope then, but I'm still going to sit here and talk to wrestlers like yourself instead of getting in the ring. So I think I'm just, I'm not just using an excuse, but it, you know, it's quite. It's no, awesome. no, it's a good call. It's definitely <laughs> not for everybody. Like I, there's been more than one month out of my life where I'm like, this is not for me. I'm bad at this. I'm total shit. And it's yeah. just like, you got to stay on the grind, you know, but there is a place in wrestling for everybody in one form yeah. or another, I think. Especially like as 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 we go on, like it's just it's all you know, wrestling is it's changed, which and I think I think it's a change for the better, and I'm happy to kind of see where it is growing at the moment, you know, especially with what happened during the pandemic. It's it's in a good place, yeah. good hands, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, one or two more questions, and I'll let you yeah. enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, this question is not necessarily wrestling related, but you can make it wrestling related. So, if you can pick three dream dinner guests for your dream party. So your dream meal. So you're the host, past, present. I've had someone pick Jesus. So this isn't <laughs> up to you. It'd just be bread and wine, wouldn't it? And just whatever. Um, yeah. I'll probably just Only three, not 12, huh? Um. <laughs> um, if you if you could pick three guests, historical, past, yeah. present, dead or alive, anyone. But if you've got to make it a bit interesting, if you can give a reason as well to why you're picking them, go for Fictional. it. Fictional. Fictional is allowed. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I fuck with that so hard. Okay. Um, Hermione Granger, because everybody compares me to her and they're right. Uh, let's let's have dinner, girl. Like, we got a lot to talk about. I want to get that bitch drunk. I want to loosen her up. Like, I want to make something happen. So that's one. Um, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Uh, Steve Austin. Nice. Honestly, just because he's a good talker. Um, they're yeah. so... I want to absorb everything that I possibly could from this man in the shortest period of time. Um, so also, so try to get him a little drunk. <laughs> a lot, a lot <laughs> I was Steve Austin for Halloween last year. Did you? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, uh, Dreamboat 316 says, I just whooped your aft. Oh, I get, that's back very it. fucking yeah. clever. That's probably going to have someone's head as well. That's a shame. That is a shame. That's cool. Though. I need to, is it on your Instagram? That I need to see that if you've actually just liked him. Oh, I have pictures. I'll send them to. I'll message them to you yes, afterwards. I want to say that's you can awesome. use them to promote if you want. I'm doing this, and I have a bald cap on. Like it's a whole situation. <laughs> it's a real. It's a real fucking problem. That's cool. Um, <laughs> what did I pick? Hermione Granger, Steve Austin. Oh, this is so hard. I don't want to. I feel like I'm. I think you're on the spot so... as well. It's, I, I prefer asking this, like as opposed to like, what's your favorite match? And you're still early in your career. I mean, the sky is the limit for you. And I've seen you work. And I think just to sorry, cut off quickly. That I didn't know that that being your first match. That's fucking awesome. I know you said they helped you, but that is awesome. I didn't know that. So that's that's really cool. Oh, I was so I was so lucky with them and that mm. first live match ever. But yeah, they were great. Um, man, I think I want somebody that I know in person for this. So I think I want to bring. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell, um, oh, gosh, no, I'm sorry. This is so hard. This is stupid. I'm going to just say Mankind because it's easy and I've got a shirt up there signed by him. So I'm going to bring Mankind to nice. see what it's like to have freaking Mick Foley, Steve Austin and Hermione Granger at the table. Why not? Foley you know, just been like, not? Nice. He's really nice. He came down to like, uh, well, I live in England. Um, I basically got to meet him. He's so nice, isn't he? You just want to hug him. Like, he's so likable. 
Sorry, I just got an ice cube in my mouth. One second. <laughs> Yeah, I would I met him at River City Wrestling Con last year and he was super, super sweet. Um got a picture with him and everything. We had Sacco. I went I went as Mick Foley for this uh costume contest that we did in this most recent camp too, as nice. mankind specifically. So did that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> did you win the contest though? I I won the first one. The, I won the one that I dressed as Steve Austin. This one, I don't think that they want. The coaches wanted to give me two wins in a row. So it's all right. Excuse me. I'm taking the team on that. It's but fine. No. I would say this. It's, 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 it's all good. It's a, chill, it's a chill podcast, as you can tell, for the yeah. last 40 minutes or so. <laughs> it's this don't go. That's Yeah, That's I, I kind of like to keep it free flowing. Like, not, not standard, like, what's your favorite match? When you have, what'd you wrestle yeah. first? Yeah. Do you like wrestling? I've only done... I've been like not not even podcasts but been in situations where it's been like a one-on-one zoom call or whatever just with a fan or whatever else and it's just like it's awkward mm. if you don't have a conversation or like kind of have a direction you know so I appreciate yeah. this I really like the way that you host it's oh, very thank helpful. you thank you you hear that people I'm not terrible at podcasts. <laughs> happy days I'll be using no, this as the main sound clip. advertising this your podcast is not terrible thanks no um last question Sorry, and I know you can't say too much and I'm not going to reveal anything, but what do you have lined up for the future? And I know one thing, one certain thing is big, but I'm not going to say anything. No, for sure. So I can, I can be vague about it um, because I, we don't know exactly timing on all this, but I, uh, I was at the Universal Orlando tapings for AEW Dark um, just this past Sunday. So there, there may be something cool coming out of that, or maybe it's already there by the time we're watching this. Um, and that's a really big deal. I was very, very grateful to be there. And I had the time of my life and all the happiness for that. Um, and then in the States, uh, if you live near Orlando, Florida, on May 22nd, I've got a show at Pro Wrestling Action. Um, I'm de- debuting there. And if you live in um, Seattle, Washington, next weekend, actually, on May 13th, Friday, May 13th, mm-hmm. or the 13th, I've got a match at SOS Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So keep so, your eyes out for that. I just kind of ruined that by making a stupid noise. But no, that's this. No, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. It was a good noise. Like you've, so you've got some cool things lined up and I know like the, the taping might involve some big matches not going to say anything else but what I will say and will highly and strongly advise the listeners anyone watches this and all my followers go out follow her I'll put Vicky Dreamboat's details in the description below where you can follow her find her on social media and keep up to date and keep an eye out for her big shows that are coming up as well where can the listeners also find you? Is there anything else you'd like to plug um, on the yes. show? Yes, yes, thank you. Um, so I have a Patreon. Uh, you can you can subscribe to my Patreon. It ranges from two dollars fifty cents to twenty five dollars a month, depending on what you want to do and see, like new promo pics and gear, photo shoots and stuff like that. Sometimes I go on there and just do a live stream and make random jokes, and nobody laughs. It's a really good time for um, for me and nobody else. Uh, so if you want to you want to subscribe to my Patreon, that'd be super cool. And then I'm going to have a website coming out soon, but Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, I've got all of them. So mm-hmm. if you follow awesome. me on those, you'll definitely get the announcements on the actual website. I can, I can, you know, recommend you to follow on Twitter. Oh, you know, very, very nice. And I've really enjoyed chatting to you as well uh, for the last 40, 50 minutes. It's been a really good episode. Um, and also I know, like, I think I might have to come have you back once we've seen the certain shows you might appear on. I very much appreciate that. um, (laughs) No, I think I'm looking forward to it. But thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. We've talked about many things, streamed in a guest, wrestling, improv comedy, and boating. Many firsts for the the show. I always that's why I like to make these episodes all different. And this has been a really good episode. For everyone that has listened 
to this podcast. There's going to be more episodes of What Do You Call It podcast coming up very soon. My eyes will be better and I'll be looking less stoned. Um, <laughs> so that's always that as well. So sorry if this has been distracting. I've tried to wear the hat and put the light a bit off, but someone will comment and they can go F themselves. But if you can like, subscribe, share, anything to do to support this channel that'd be much appreciated then i can get more cool guests like vicky dreamboat onto this podcast and produce more content in the future but for now everyone have a good weekend and oh hoy 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 take care it doesn't work my idea <laughs> does it so take care everyone hello there i've got a special announcement for my next guest Hi, I'm Sassy Boatwright, uh, and I am appearing on the next episode of What Do You Call It podcast. So please tune in with your mothers. Yeah.